morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, all right, we're on. We're making it happen today. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday, Friday, Friday to you too, Alison. Good to see you, James, Tanya, Chris, Chriso, Maria, Laura, Elizabeth, Adrian. Adrian's got a couple of apartments on the go right now. That's great, mate. Good to see. Good to see. Hey, uh, circling around. I think this one's for Lisa, if I remember correctly. Um, a quick chat about it, the world of apartments and, and uh, how they fit into our portfolios and maybe breaking through a little bit of the uh, misinformation out there when it comes to uh, owning a, a property or two and mixing it up with maybe apartments. So good to see a few of you guys on. I'll do a quick hello and intro. Uh, Lorelli, good morning to you. Jason Witten's my name. If you uh, don't know, most of you on now do, but if you're a new, a guest, wandering by, accidentally find us, whatever it might be, there you go. Set it on the screen. My name, Jason Witten. Been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors uh, over 18, uh, along with my compadre, main man, Sam Saggers. And uh, along the way, we have, you know, paid attention, learned a few things, and... Um, yeah, each morning we get together, you and me, a couple of mad, crazy, keen property investors, and we, we have a bit of a yarn, we have a bit of a chat about about property investing. And, um, you know, we call that Wealth Coffee Chats uh, around here. And uh, we've got a couple of sayings, if you're new, and if you're not, just remember these. I always say them, buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. The idea is we're here to buy and grow our property portfolio to own some real estate in the future that creates income that we can live off. Capital growth is certainly important, but I call it the vanity metric, the vain metric. Oh, my properties are worth something. Fabulous. Recycling your equity and getting the next property deal can help you faster than saving for that deposit. Granted, however, in the future, most of us would like to own a regular income stream that pays us weekly with little hassle, low hassle, and that is what residential real estate is fantastic for as we go along. So, uh, Tanya, John, good morning all. Uh, let me know, let me know, team, uh, if there is a challenge. Tanya saying, is it, uh, <laughs> Stephen's got his marathon shoes on. Tanya's saying, is the connection working? It seems to be working, Tanya. Um, so give us a shout-out, team. Maybe it could be at your end, Tanya. Hopefully it's not my end. Trying to get a few of these little bugs out of my system, getting this my skates on, my, my mouth and shoes on. Hey, so let's get into it. Let's talk about this stuff um, as we go along. Chris has got himself uh, a nice apartment on the beach at Mermaid. Hey, Chris, nice work, mate. Good spot there at Mermaid. I think uh, I think you'll do all right out of that, uh, Nigel. All good there. Oh, great, Tanya. All right. Well, let me know if it uh, if it goes astray. All right. Um, we'll make sure we have a look. But let's talk about the concept in bigger picture, and we'll dive into a few things. How and when does like an apartment fit into our property portfolios? You know, uh, there is, you know, there's a bit of a conversation, and I hear it around the traps from time to time that. Um, you know, apartments don't grow, only houses grow. What a bunch of rubbish. Absolute, absolute, complete crap. Um, 
Apartments are perfectly fine. Good apartments grow. Um, good houses grow. Uh, statistically, uh, houses have grown at uh, a small margin more over the last 30 years uh, than houses. And that doesn't mean just because houses grow at a bit more uh, uh, over the long term, like on an average just a bit higher, means that's it, we're only going to buy houses. That's a very rudimentary focus. We have to think about a few things when we are thinking about building our property portfolio and why sometimes uh, a, a good apartment, a good unit in the right spot is a very good choice you know, for all sorts of reasons, including growth. But there are many other reasons why we would choose uh, choose uh, a property, okay? So tell me right now, chuck it in the chat if you're thinking about, okay, what are the things you and me have to consider as property investors? Uh, and I'm going to take you through this process, call this uh, the proximity of profit. Um, and um, what are the things we have to consider? What are the little constraints we have as investors um, that that we have to consider as we're going along um, as we're investing. The number one thing for investors that, that kind of restricts us is what, team? Right now you're sitting there, cash flow serviceability. Dead right, Nigel. Your serviceability, your ability to lend and borrow, uh, your capacity, your financial capacity restricts you, right? So let's just say this. Let's just say this right now. You're there. You've got you've got your deposit saved up. You know, um, you've got capacity to get a deposit unlocked and ready to go. Your number one thing that you need to think about is what is your um, buying power? Okay, buying power. Um, we call it buying power and servicing. BP and servicing, serviceability after the next few properties. Yes, Tanya, absolutely. Your ability to continue. So there's two parts to it, right? There's your ability on paper to service the the debt. Okay. So so do you have the income, um, the buying power, um, and the servicing, the serviceability, right? The servicing. Okay. So one, this one uh, is all about dollars, real dollars, cash flow on paper coming in, and the other one is about your deposits, okay? Uh, I chatted with a, a client just the, the other day and uh, they had $4 million worth of income power. So they had, a, they had a very good ability to borrow. Their business was doing well and, and so on. However, they only had enough, uh, enough deposits for two investments, so, so they were kind of like frustrated. They could they could only buy one point two million dollars worth of real estate, but however, they could service four million dollars worth of investment debt. Very frustrating, right? So, there's two parts of it. Sometimes, sometimes we're like, oh well, I've got plenty of equity in my house, but my my servicing doesn't work. Anyway, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about what does that look like. We have to deal with that as investors, right? We have to deal with that as investors. But let's just talk about this. We toddle off to the, the the lenders and they say, no problem. Right now you can uh, you can borrow six hundred k. You can you can buy a property for six hundred k. Buying and servicing all said and done, you're going to need about a hundred and thirty k to do a deal um, at ninety percent, um, uh, maybe a little bit less 
depending on LMI and whatever. But let's call it 130, 120, 130. Okay. So 600K, we've got our servicing and, and buying power. What does that do when it comes to our ability to deploy that into the marketplace? All right. And so let's have a little look at this. We're going to, we're going to do an example of uh, uh, a unit slash apartment, a uh, townhouse, and a house here in uh, in our little diagram and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Brisbane we're going to talk about uh, Melbourne uh, and let's just use Sydney as a, a ludicrous example right now of um, of what we have to do to when it comes to the distance from the city or the proximity of profit the profit place the location the 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 infrastructure, the amenity that you want to be near as a property investor, okay? Proximity of profit. You're restricted as an investor to invest in a property for $600,000. You want some things. You want um, the ability for that property to be uh, well-located, good location, location, a good quality location for me trumps the quality of the house or the size of the house Every single time, you can't change your location. Well, you can, but it costs money. Once you've bought the property, it's there, right? A good location, a really good location. You want a good building or a, a good um, constructed property, okay? Uh, and you want a good um, design, okay? Design in that building. So there's a few things. So let's just talk about, let's dive into the distance that we would have to be, a few of you guys have seen this before, uh, some who haven't, you, this might be new, but let's have a look. The distance that you would need to be uh, from, let, we're just going to call this the CBD, make life, um, make life a little simple here, the CBD of Sydney for $600,000. Team, tell me in the chat, if you're there listening in, uh, give it your best guess, a two-bedroom apartment, uh, even a one-bedroom apartment. Anyway, two-bedroom apartment, one-bedroom apartment, whatever it is, CBD or Sydney. Tell me right now the distance, the kilometres from Sydney you would need to be um, to even hopefully get something of uh, of reasonable, reasonable, reasonable capacity for that sort of stuff. Yep, mate, L- Luke, Melinda, you guys are right. I reckon 20 kilometers if you're lucky and you're probably going to be, you know, out to 40K. Like it's, it's, it's ludicrous, team. It's ludicrous, right? Think of that. Think of that. Like that's halfway to Brisbane from where I live, right? You know, it's one Okay, so 20 to 40K, okay, for 600K, right? What about a townhouse? And you, you can see what's happening here. You're talking 50 to 60K away from the CBD. You're miles away. Let's go for a house, ladies and gents. Like you're you, you're driving, you, you're a hundred kilometers away. Yeah, keep going. Try Newcastle. Dead right, John. Right? You're like what? So for you as a property investor, you're like, like, hang on, hundred k. Yeah, Adrian. Like you you are going to be that. You you're actually almost you're in another town. You're not even Sydney, right? Um, and this is no, not if you're in Perth. You're dead right, Yvonne. Now, that's exactly what the point is today. The point is when you have a budget 
and you think, oh, I want to buy, you know, you go, well, listen, um, I want to buy a house. Uh, if that's part of your desire, okay, if that's part of your desire, that's part of building your property portfolio, how do you put this in, into context? And we'll, we'll play this out as we roll through these these pieces. So let's dive into this. Let's do it for Melbourne, team. Um, let's do it for Melbourne. And, you know, you can get a, uh, a decent house, 40 to 60K from Melbourne. Um, so Melbourne is actually far better from a from a from a, a budget point of view, um, uh, in that so in in Perth, Perth's a little different, but Perth you've got some good choices as well. Perth's one of those places right now. I think it's going to deserve a little bit of attention in the in the coming next one to two years um, as we roll along. So Melbourne, let's go forty to sixty k. You can get a house, right? You're talking, you know, twenty to thirty k. Uh, in the townhouse space, Melbourne's not not as full of townhouses as other places, by the way. And there's certain uh, there's certain cities that are a little bit more one way or another. Um, uh, so Melbourne and uh, Melbourne is quite quite good with apartments and houses, kind of two ends of the spectrum. And townhouses aren't as common. Uh, Sydney's kind of a bit of a mix of all three, and then Brisbane has. Has a has a has a good chunk of uh, townhouses and houses as well, but but you're getting the picture, right? So right now, if you're in Melbourne, you could you could um, easily um, you could easily get a good apartment, ten to fifteen k, maybe even closer, maybe even closer, folks, um, in Melbourne to the CBD. So you you think about okay, so if your desire in your building your property portfolio is location first. This, that, because for me, I prefer location. That is why over 50% of my portfolio is in uh, amazingly located apartments close to CBDs, close to beaches, close to train stations for my future because uh, and we'll talk about that later on, what, what I'm doing with my portfolio uh, to kick the income. All right, we'll, we'll have to chat about it. And then so let's have a look at that. In Brisbane, Brisbane, and we, and, we, and we roll through this, right? So Brizzy, you're getting, you know, you're probably 30K away. You used to be 20K away two years ago, 20K, sub 20K, you could get it. Um, townies, you know, you're, 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 you're looking at sort of 10 to 15K um, from the CBD, you know, 600-ish. Uh, and then, you know, apartments, you're looking at, you know, two to – Two to eight k from the CBD. So think of that, and when we have a look at the rental yield, like like this is, this is kind of like rough numbers. You're talking like you know, three percent in Sydney. You're talking four percent in 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 Melbourne, and you're talking fives in Brisbane. So when we're talking about serviceability, servicing the ability to borrow and service more into the future. We're talking about the distance from the CBD for your price point. This is your budget, right? This is the number one constriction restriction you have. Then we're talking about, all right, well, what do we do? What do we do? Okay, how do we navigate that? How do we approach that? What 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 happens? Okay, so that is when we uh, we have to decide as property investors. Hey, listen, you know, am I going to uh, am I going to decide with my portfolio 
I want to be closer to a location. I want to be closer to something of quality, CBD, train stations, transport, um, job centres, beaches, infrastructure. I want to be closer to that. My budget doesn't allow me to have a house or a townhouse. I, I, I would choose a unit, okay, an apartment, okay? Now, like I said in my intro, I'm a massive fan of all of them. All three styles of property should be in your portfolio. You should have a mix for all sorts of reasons. Yes, land value. You know, one of the benefits of owning an, an apartment is the land value is low and into the future you'll have a very valuable property producing quite a high income with a low land value, no land tax, just so you know, or very low land tax. Anyway, uh, that's another conversation. So anyway, the point is we, we do a, um, a, a rationalisation of what's more important to me, location, uh, compared to uh, style of property, okay? If I want to be closer to the CBD, well, you know, uh, I might choose townhouse. I might, uh, I'm going for that ring right here, you know, and here's the, here's the ring and I want to be closer. Well, I'm going to choose townhouse, okay? That's in my price point. It's in my range, whatever it might be, okay? So there's pros and cons to owning in um, strata and, and those sorts of things and you need to understand them. Um, but it is certainly a very valuable choice. And the idea that that's propagated or, or spread around that apartments don't rise in value is a bunch of rubbish, a bunch of shit. Um, and here's a couple of examples um, of real deals that, uh, you know, um, we've, we've got with our clients, okay, uh, of recent times. And this is pretty cool. Um, if you have a look at these, this is... One of the uh, one of the opportunities that our clients purchased in here. Now our clients haven't sold sold theirs, so this is good. You know, two beds, um, and um, some of these were a little bit more um, a little bit more up there. But you can see there's a six hundred there. Um, you know, sevens, eights. You know, a couple of the three bedders, etc. Um, and check it out. You know, um, the uh, the increase in value. Pretty nice, you know, anywhere from five hundred grand to you know a hundred thousand dollars, seventeen, eighteen, and that's in two years, which is nice. Okay, now that is a well located, extremely nice, good designed, high quality, um, uh, high quality uh, development in. Guess where it is? It's in South Brisbane. It's brilliant in Brisbane. That's an example of Brisbane, folks, right there when it comes to uh, market value. And that's one of our high-quality partners we work with and, um, and you know, fantastic results, fantastic results um, as, as we go. So that, that apartment team um, is uh, two kilometres to the CBD of Brisbane. Uh, CBD, two kilometres to the CBD of Brisbane. Fantastic. Absolutely cracking little deal. Let me show you this one here um, uh, in um, Collingwood. This is the, exactly the same property that uh, that I own in Collingwood, um, and uh, they, these properties were purchased in the sevens, seven twenty to seven sixty. Okay, uh, and you look at the valuation uh, range right now. 
Again, Collingwood in Victoria, two kilometres to the CBD. Uh, CBD, there we go. All right, um, as as you have a bit of a look at it, okay, which is pretty uh, pretty nice. Oh, that one down there was purchased for eight thirty five. I got mine for seven sixty. And um, this is another one. This is this is another one of my properties um, right now. Valuation eight hundred sixty four thousand. Um, Constitution Avenue, Campbell uh, ACT, an apartment. I bought that for six hundred and thirty k two years ago. Okay, again. That one's actually 1K, one kilometre to the CBD. CBD. And rents like a champion as well. Absolutely crushes it um, as we go along. So, you know, the idea, you know, up 20% since February 2021. It's ludicrous. Ludicrous growth in the last little bit, which is pretty cool. Now, the point is, team, the point is like, ah, oh, you know, buy apartments, buy townhouses, buy houses. I think that's a stupid argument. Anyone sort of gets into that, our oh, houses are better, apartments are better. It's dumb, you know. Um, you should understand and entertain all styles of property in your portfolio for the right reasons. Maybe, maybe you don't care about having the flexibility in the future of really pumping up your income. I do. All of these properties, um, and some of them already are, are systematically being furnished and Airbnb upgraded for me as they click over the two to three year mark. I let them, I let them settle down for a couple of years, and then I Airbnb them. My income goes up fifty percent on average when I Airbnb. If you want that flexibility, that's what I'm building into my portfolio in the future. What's the other flexibility? when I've got amazing properties located in just absolutely awesome spots uh, in the capital cities around Australia into the future, I'm earning 50% more. And what else can I do with those properties? Tell me right now in the chat, folks, um, uh, where, 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 where do we got? Chris O's got an amazing off-the-plan property down in Mermaid Beach. What can you do when it's short-term let, Chris O? You're earning 50% more. And what else can you do with that property in the future? And what would you like to do often? All right, you can stay in it yourself. When it's vacant, you go up there for the weekend. Tax depreciation, you're dead right, Chris O. Right, but you've got your own property that you can stay in and it's creating income. Boo! In every capital city of Australia. All right, and good locations. You can live in it from time to time. You can stay in it, Nigel. You're dead right, folks. I want the flexibility in quite a lot of my portfolio, okay? And that's what I want. That doesn't mean you you want it. It doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. Uh, someone just said, oh, I'm just going to, you know, work with my houses and maybe later on I'm going to add value to my houses because I'm going I'm to put granny flats in the back or whatever it might be. Awesome. Have a good strategy and go for it. I like to mix it up. I like to have houses, townhouses, and apartments. Uh, maybe you do too. So there you go. Um Oh, let me turn off that music, folks. Um, so hopefully that made sense, team. The apartment space certainly has lots of value, truckloads of value, uh, and it fits into your lineup as long as you know what you're up to. Yep, there you go. Ah, child, children. <laughs> My child's a... <laughs> He's calling me and he won't stop. All right, that's it. I better go. I'm over time anyway. 
So he's calling me, he's like, get off the stream, Dad. All right, folks, you guys be awesome. Uh, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom is back on, Alison, on the 4th of March. We've had a bit of a break. We're getting ourselves organized. 4th of March, Alison. It's coming. It's coming at you. Um, all right. All right, I've got to go to school. Jake's saying I've got to take him to school. He's right. I'm late for that. Um, <laughs> I better get going. Thanks, guys. Chat to you on Monday. Chat to you on Monday around about the same time. Bye-bye. 